The Florida Panthers were outclassed, outcoached, and outgoalied by the Dallas Stars on Sunday afternoon at the American Airlines Center. On today's show, we are going to discuss Sunday's game. And now that the Florida Panthers are at the halfway point of the season as far as games played, we're going to be discussing where the Panthers go from here. We're going to discuss that next here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome in to this Monday, January 9th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Steel Roden. And make sure to listen to Heidi Kalakash over at Locked On NHL Prospects. So Florida Panthers on their second game of this four-game road trip in four four different time zones. I mean, even with a, a very encouraging win on on Friday night against the Detroit Red Wings, despite Detroit outchancing the Florida Panthers and still coming away with stops after stops after stops. For the Florida Panthers, this game for them was really won and lost in the third, in the first period, excuse me, where they were just consistently unable to get it past Jake Ottinger. It was a Jake Ottinger versus Spencer Knight matchup, BU versus BC, and comparables when it comes to U.S. goalies, contracts, these guys do happen to play in different conferences, but these guys will be compared to one another for many years to come, especially challenging to try to be on the next U.S. Olympic team when hopefully the NHL is participating in 2026. And... Again, it was one and lost in the in in the in the first period where you have the Dallas Stars gave you so many opportunities up front via rushes, living in the slot as well for the Panthers, getting a, a lot of rush chances. The the Panthers were very committed going around the boards as well, finishing their checks. The fourth line was getting on the rush as well. Javon, the Giovanni Smith, Ryan Lomberg, Eric Stahl line early. Carter Hagee having three hacks at Jake Ottinger early on in that first period. And if you watched yesterday's game, right before puck drop, what were Randy Moeller's keys to the game, if you remember? What were they? PK, 
and Jason Robertson. Those were the two main keys of the game. What happened? Well, even though the Florida Panthers only went to the box twice, which the second time came with like less than two minutes left. So you're one and only time that you go on the on the PK. You're you're you you allow a goal and also Jason Robertson consistently able to break free as well. I mean, the, let's just go over the first goal. Skates through multiple Panthers players. Spencer Knight gives up a very juicy rebound, and there's no Florida Panthers there to crowd the puck. And Jason Robertson is able to beat Spencer Knight short side. And that's after multiple chances for the for the Panthers the other way. And it's just backbreaking when you are the team that consistently, and we've seen that in many games this season, where they're the ones that, the Panthers are the ones that are getting more of the chances and just can't get it through. And listen, it's it, 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 it's a, it's a it's a coaching issue as well when it when it comes to that. We could talk about expected goals all we want, but they're they're not going in. And Dallas went to the box four times too, as well, shooting themselves in the foot quite a few times. And the Panthers are, are were still unable to get get things through. I mean, Sam Bennett and Sam Reinhart, they were they Sam Bennett has created some beautiful, beautiful assists lately. Excuse me, not assists, but he's been creating opportunities for his other teammates lately, and he's in trade rumors for the for the Panthers right now. Him and Sam Reinhart, according to Frank Saravelli, too. So a lot of decisions as well. Not only are they not getting it done, but the guys who are performing decently well, especially as of late, are are just unable to convert as well. And the first period was really where where it was lost. I mean, the Florida Panthers go on the on the power play uh, twice in that in that in the first period. I mean, Carter Hagee, man, what a season he's having. He scored the only goal of the game, uh, and Steele intercepts a intercepts a pass in the in the Panthers zone and then takes it by himself and then gets slashed as he as he's uh, as he's going after. Uh, after after he's going towards Jake Ottinger and then a delay a game penalty towards the end of the first period that carries over to the second. One nothing at the end of the first. And Alex Slump of Full Press Hockey put it perfectly on Twitter. Is that this team is not built to come back. Everything about comeback cats is gone. Everything that you built from last season gone yeah you have a majority of the guys still here but everything that was working well just took a complete 180 and when when the majority of this time when the panthers are down in in games it's hard for them to come back the the slot shots after one was eight to five in favor of florida 
Montour had a beautiful stop on Jason Robertson on a on a back check as he was going all by himself on on Spencer Knight. Forsling had a beautiful backhand deflection off Jake Ottinger for Matthew Kachuk to try to get a second opportunity. Even then, Jake Ottinger was cleaning him, cleaning cleaning it up. But we also saw how uh, Mason Marchment was pretty messed up. Uh, Pinning, pinning players towards the boards and even drew a hold holding penalty on Josh Mahura in the second period. And also let's talk about some of the goals that were scored for, for the Panthers as well, about how so much miscommunication for them on, on the PK. Paul Maurice did say that the PK is, his, is the concern. So think about the... Goal by Niels Lundqvist. Everyone's towards the right side of Spencer. When fighting for the board battle, you lose it. And then you have a hard time getting back into position where you have a wide open shooting lane for Niels Lundqvist to get it past Spencer Knight from the top of the circle. And the Panthers are staying in Dallas after after Sunday's game. They're going to have a 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time practice at American Airlines Center right before flying to Colorado. And I hope that's what the Florida Panthers do work on when when it when it comes to when when it comes to their their positioning overall. And it's not just in the when they're on the PK in their own zone. It's also happening in the neutral zone as well. Where on the on the third on the third goal where it was towards the penalty box near the near near trying to win the board battle. Everyone pinned on one side. And then Asa Lindell, the puck goes free. Asa Lindell gets it by himself, shoots from the high slot and beats Spencer Knight. It's discombobulated for this team. And and opposing teams are taking advantage, even when they have a little bits of opportunity. For for the for for against the Panthers, the end of the second period was very encouraging with the amount of zone time they generated. But we've seen this we've seen this movie before multiple times this season. That once again they're just not not built to come back. And I hate I I hate I hate to come on here and then just sounds so dis- discouraging when it, when it when it comes to when it when it comes to that but again we've seen this movie with with with, with this team so it, it's just really tough frustrating and we spoke about six out of the possible eight points on this trip and we're going to continue talking about the rest of this game and talk about where the Florida Panthers stand as far as the standings and their total points right now for this 2022-23 season as of now. But first, we're going to tell you all about Athletic Greens. And our next partner is something I literally use every day. And for the people on the YouTube, uh, yes, I have my Athletic Greens right here. Uh, So it's whenever I talk about how I started taking AG1 and that's and I started taking AG1 because 
you know, if you're from South Florida, what is very popular in that region? Coffee. And of course, a lot of coffee can can give you a lot of uh, insomnia as well if you drink too much of it and makes you very shaky and anxious and I needed a way to go away from that and that's why I started taking Athletic Greens. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food, whole foods or superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens to help you start your day off right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition with just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one year, free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin C and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Stick ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Back on this second segment here on this Monday, January 9th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, where the Florida Panthers dropped to the Dallas Stars by final score of 5-1 to one at the American Airlines Center. The most frustrating thing about that third period was two power play opportunities for this Panthers team, zero shots on goal. They were, the Panthers were trying too hard to force passes when there were closed lanes, and credit to Dallas, only allowing three shots on goal for, for the Panthers in, in, the, in that period. And... With Sam Bennett having a wraparound opportunity and Yanni Hockenpah is there to even deflect a shot away from Jake Ottinger as well. First shot on goal for the for the Florida Panthers came with nine minutes left in the period. And a lot of and you would think that when you see three shots on goal in the period, the first one coming with about nine minutes left. And it, that happening when the team is trailing, some would think that this team would have quit, but I don't believe that. I don't believe this team has quit. I do believe that just the system in place is just not working. And former Panthers head coach Doug McLean tweeted saying, that he was watching the Florida Panthers is like, they went from President's Trophy to this. Yeah, they did. Big shakeup in the decor, big shakeup with the coaching. We knew it was a step back, but this this much, whoo. And also just. The, the the second Robertson goal, just a little bit of bad luck there with like how the puck bounce and incidental contact happens between two players with Tyler Sagan and Radko Gudis and then Jason Robertson, whenever he goes all alone, it's gonna it was always gonna be hard for Spencer Knight to make the save on that one. Beat Spencer Knight five hole. 
But at the same time, those two power plays at the end. No shots on goal. It's just it's just frustrating. Pete DeBoer, Paul Maurice's friend, who Katie Engelson on the Valley Sports broadcast spoke about how the loser of the this uh, Stars Panthers game of the coaches were gonna buy dinner between those two. Um, you know, and we Panther fans have had our experience with Pete DeBoer. He's been through different stops. I mean, a lot of coaches have been through different stops, including Paul Maurice, just formerly of the Dallas Stars, Rick Bonus, now in Winnipeg. It's a consistent revolving door of the same, same coaches. And the Panthers are no different when it comes to the recycling of these guys. And just knowing that if it hasn't worked in one place, then it has to work in another. Right now, it's not working. I still think the whole most regulation losses in NHL history is still a little bit of a lazy take because I rather you evaluate a coach on average losses per season because different coaches have different sample sizes as well. But man, it's still not working. And more on like not generating shots. Sam Reinhart had a big swing and a miss. And then they retrieve the puck going wide in the net. And then by the time the Panthers get the puck again, the pa- uh, the Dallas Stars are back closing in the shooting lanes. So those little split seconds of those shooting lanes being open, the Panthers are having a hard time handling the puck as well. And it's come to a point where this team's overthinking from what I'm observing. And again, you only go to the box once in the first 58 minutes. And Nick Cousins' penalty at the end was on another swing in the swing and a miss. But that was when it was already 5-1 to one after Miro Haskinen scored the empty netter when the game was well out of reach. It was just like, okay, this is the story of the night for the Panthers, the story of the game for, for the Panthers. And give credit to the Stars. they The way their team is built is after being in the Stanley Cup final just two seasons ago, three seasons ago, they, they've they built it right, especially with that 2017 draft of Haskinen, Ottinger, and Robertson. To think that Robertson out of those three were the late, was the latest picks, was the latest pick of the three. And he's the best player. Jake Ottinger has is going to be great for a long time as well. And the trajectory for Ottinger is, they mentioned it on the broadcast, is something that we hope Spencer Knight is going to be once he does take the reins uh, full-time, which we're hoping or thinking 
that it's going to be next season. And then once Sergey Bobrovsky's full no-move clause comes into a modified no-trade on July 1, 2024, that the Panthers will not only put him full-time, put Knight as the full-time starter, but has some cleared cap space to build around it. And the window's still open for many years. That's the that's the hard part about this. What are the Panthers going to do? Exactly 40 points through 41 games. On pace for 80 points this season. BattleLine has their over-unders updated. Do you guys remember what the Panthers over-under was at the beginning of the season? 105.5. If you hit the under prior to the season, good for you. Good for you. You're going to make some money. I'm going to double check what their over updated over under is at this uh point point in time but when when but when 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 you're a team that when when you're down after one and even two goals and your record is still very very well under 500 when you when it when it does it's just a level of concern and when you're trailing past a certain part of the game too still after one overall 0 11 and 1 this season both home and road same thing with after two 0 15 and 1 when trailing after two not one win This team's in trouble. Big, big trouble right now. Yeah, everything can change if they win the next two and get the six out of eight like we spoke about from the beginning of the road trip. <sighs> Doesn't get easier. This does not get easier. And... uh Panthers had the biggest drop of over-unders to minus 18 on what their midseason over-under is. Right now, their over-under is 87.5. The updated. From 105.5 to 87.5, according to Bet Online. It's it, it's a uh, it's 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 hard to believe. I'm lost. For, I'm at a loss for words when it when it when it comes to it. But in segment number three, we're gonna continue trying to figure out what this team, who is this Florida Panthers team? We're gonna continue asking ourselves that. And discuss the rest of the road trip for the cats here on the lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. But first we're going to tell you all about, yes, our good friends at bell online. Like we spoke about earlier. 
And BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football, college bowl season, basketball, and the NHL. You got it all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find us at BetOnline as well. You got the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. Third and final segment here on this Monday, January 9th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, as promised, this was the episode where I was going to announce the winner of our contest for to win two free tickets to the Florida Panthers versus Vancouver Canucks game at FLA Live Arena this Saturday, January 14th. And I got my raffle app right now to to uh, do do the raffle and thank you everybody for participating in the raffle. So we're pressing raffle right now and let's see who is the winner uh, of to win two free tickets to the Florida Panthers versus Vancouver Canucks game. And the winner is Drewby Doo at Drewby Doo one had a, had an opportunity to meet uh, Drew uh, actually uh, this uh, during the playoffs, the, uh, during the Panthers versus Washington Capital Series, did an intermission meetup. So congratulations, Drew, on being the winner for two free tickets to the Florida Panthers versus Vancouver Canucks game on Saturday, January 14th. And if you did not win in this contest, don't worry. You will be you're, you will be automatically entered for the next giveaway for Panthers tickets. So once again, congratulations, Drew. And so let's discuss the rest of the road trip. So, by the way, uh, the next game for the Florida Panthers will be an ESPN ESPN Plus exclusive game. So, if you if you don't have the if you don't have the package uh, for it, that's the only way that you're able to watch the game. And Nathan McKinnon is back for for the Avalanche. He he's been back since New Year's Eve. And even though they have been without Gabe Landeskog all season, Andre Porkowski moved on to the Seattle Kraken. Darcy Kemper is no longer with the Avs, and now he's with the Washington Capitals, who now the Capitals have gotten pretty good goaltending out of the tandem there in Washington. And and even though Darcy Kemper wasn't, they didn't they didn't win because of him. He he's proven. He's proven at least early on in Washington that hey, I am a Stanley Cup winning goaltender that I deserve my that I deserve my roses, uh, and of course him dealing with the injury last season to his eye that had Pavel Francouz start for a little bit, but the Colorado Avalanche it's they're they're out of of, of a playoff spot right now they've had their fair share of losing streaks as well throughout the season. Kale McCarr is still playing at a really elite level. Power play is still top 10 in the NHL. Penalty kill, not the best, but Panthers are, are around the same percentage as far as that. They're, they're, they're not getting the goals when, when, when necessary. I mean, they're 25th. To think that this was a team that was in the top five last year in, in goals per game, last season and then now 
they're, they've gone all the way down to 25th. Goals against, um, still, it's starting on the defensive end for, for them. So they're, the puck's not going in the back of their net too often. And and Georgiev, Alexander Georgiev, who they traded a, a third and a fifth for on the day of the entry draft. So the Colorado Avalanche only had a sixth and a seventh round pick in last year's draft. And that's what happens when you win Stanley Cups. You can afford to continue selling and to and to just continue to increase your window. Nathan McKinnon's contract is going to kick in next season, him being the highest paid player in the NHL after being honestly one of the most underpaid uh, players on, as far as contract, uh, his, as far as his cap hit, at least. But... The the Colorado Avalanche, uh, of course, they they're viewed a, they're viewed a little differently now that they did win their cup and they're and going on a long playoff run with a short off season with the Panthers falling short in in the second round against the Tampa Bay Lightning and then having this much of a drop off. Everyone in Pantherland is freaking out and. And it's valid. Very valid. But when you win a cup, it's uh it's uh it's seen a little differently. Um when when you have a little bit of a drop off because you just can't keep everyone. Of course, the Panthers themselves, they can't keep everyone neither. Uh, even though they didn't win the cup and even though they have their fair share of cap issues. Ever since McKinnon's been back, the Colorado Avalanche have lost three out of their last four. And they were on a little bit of a losing streak even then, prior to it. So, really important for them to, and it's it's crazy to think, last year last year's game between the Florida Panthers and the Colorado Avalanche was some of the best hockey that we saw, thinking that these two were going to make the final. We even had a President's Trophy uh, crossover with the guys from Locked On Avalanche because we thought these two teams were going to be possibly meeting and every single game even in the regular season was going to be high flying offense and maybe some games of the year even in in the in the NHL but <laughs> it's nowhere near that for for this for this matchup especially the road game in Colorado last season that was fun the first game they 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 uh, didn't even allow Minnesota McKinnon to get a shot on goal in that whole game. I mean, that was like game three or four of the season last year. But a really tight game last year for for the Panthers and the Avalanche. <laughs> it's a one eighty for 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 this this time around between these two teams, and. The Avalanche have a hard, hard time scoring right now, but the Florida Panthers have a hard time defending. Something's got to give in in, the, in this matchup between these two teams who still aspire to be contenders because the Florida Panthers are a few losses away from officially going into sell mode and thinking more and more of what they need to sell at the deadline. or are they going to put themselves in a position to 
I even laugh when I try to say be a buyer. I don't know how. Personally, I think the Panthers are going to stand pat at the deadline because of all their numerous cap issues and lack of assets. But maybe, maybe, maybe going into sell mode might be necessary and be better for the long-term future for this team. Gain some assets back. Raising the cap and it accelerates to another move in the offseason to try to better the team. I try to think about it in that school of thought as much as this season is falling apart. Not falling apart, it has fallen apart. You're on an 80, 80 point pace right now. Had to get at least 96 to have a chance. So, and we are we are also a few episodes away from possibly officially saying that the season's over. It all depends on how these last two games look for the Panthers. They lose these next two games. It's over. You win these next two games, you hold it off at least for a little bit. Remember, segments, 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 segments of the season. And you've fallen so far behind that last year, uh, a uh, West Coast road trip of four out of eight points is encouraging because 500 on the road is something you aim for at least desperate desperation mode for the Panthers. And they looked a little desperate in the third period, just great adjustments by Pete DeBoer and company and lack of by Paul Maurice and company. I mean, the stars are 15, we're 15. Oh, and oh, when having a lead entering the third period, Panthers not having a single win when trailing recipe for disaster. And all signs were indicating an L. And even the even the Dallas Stars Twitter had a uh, tweet with a litter box that formed an L for the for the Panthers, cracking a little joke, which I kind of found funny, not gonna lie. <laughs> but this week is gonna be this one this week is possibly gonna be a different type of week here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast with how we approach the rest of the season. And it's all based on the results. So, which I challenge you guys to subscribe to the podcast. Because if so, we might have to go into reevaluation mode from for the next 40 some odd games for this Panthers team. So make sure to subscribe to the show. And that's gonna that's gonna wrap it here for this Monday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Make sure to come back the rest of this week so that we can so that you can hear us discuss the rest of the road trip for the cats and hopefully we are talking about wins for this team but in the meantime if you like what you're hearing please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the locked on florida panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed make sure to subscribe to the other shows on the locked on nhl network including locked on nhl and locked on fantasy hockey with flip building stone and steel Roden. 
Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure you listen to today's episode of Locked On NHL Prospects. Heidi Kalakash will be has a show Monday through Friday on everything in relation to the up-and-coming players prior to the NHL draft. Make sure to subscribe to Locked On NHL Prospects on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.